This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Wednesday, September 23rd, 2020. And we only got five days left, ready right? remaining in the month and remaining in the quarter, five trading days left. So we're moving into the third or fourth quarter, out of the third quarter, last quarter of the year. By the way, remember, historically, historically, the fourth quarter and the first quarter of every year are the best. We'll see how it turns out this year. But I'm talking about a very significant portion of time. Those two are the best quarters, significantly. So we'll see how that works. Okay, you saw what happened in the market today. Kind of have a bad day today. Um, Again, this is nothing more than uh, volatility that you should be expecting. I've been talking about it for a long time. So we're in a year that's going to be very volatile. I've said that last year, that next year, the year we're in now, would be volatile. Because it's a presidential election year. They usually are volatile, tend to be volatile. And of course, COVID-19 made it even worse. And, you know, that's still hanging on everybody over everybody's head. But it's the elections, you know, you know everybody's bickering about what's going to happen, what's not going to happen, whatever. For us investors and traders, just we just have to learn to deal with the volatility. Okay? And that's okay. We can compensate for it. We can deal with it. I'm Steve Peasley, and today in the program and podcast, I'm going to do my best to give you unbiased answers to any of your financial investment questions. That's what this show is all about, your financial investment questions. You can ask, and we'll do our best, Justin and I do our best to answer them as honestly and clearly as possible. Many people call about individual stocks, but you don't have to. Anything financial is good. The number is 888-99-CHART, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So what did the market do today? Dow. The Dow is down 525, or 1.9% for today. The NASDAQ down 330. That's 3%. It's a big, big hit, 3%. And the SP is in between, and down 79 points, at, and that was 2.3%. So generally, the market was down about 2, 2 and a quarter percent, somewhere in that range overall. Okay, so, and that's a, that's a pretty big down day, pretty good size down day. We've had much worse, but that's a pretty good size down day. Got to, got to deal with it. Okay, it's just the way it is. Okay, uh, we're going to talk about a number of things. I want to talk about J&J's uh, phase three trials. Maybe the market PMI, market, market PMI numbers for September. And I also want to talk about Volkswagen, their EV, lesser vehicle launch. Those are things, of course, we've got other things, whatever, but you guys come first as always. So we're ready for all your questions. Time to give us a call. So let's get right to the first call. Hi, Steve and Justin. I had a question about General Electric. Their share has been trading around 590s today. I just wanted to have your take. What do you think about that stock? Is it a long-term hold, or is there some potential after your elections? Thank you. Okay, General Electric, everybody. GE is the symbol. Manufactures transportation, energy generation, consumer appliances, industrial medical equipment. 
Uh, they're going to lose a nickel a share this year. They made 65 cents last year. They're going to make 33 cents next year. Sales have been falling for eight quarters in a row. Uh, I would not be buying uh, General Electric. They're trying to get their house in order uh, after a bunch of problems, right? I mean, uh, I, it's just not, I just don't think that there's so many other better stocks at this point, but I that I wouldn't even consider General Electric. I would not. Uh, now, I'll tell you this. On a chart, they have lots of st- support at like $5.50. That was their low made back in May, the low of the year. Uh, and they're now back down to six eleven. They got up to $7 in this most recent move, but now four or five days in a row, they're down. The highest they made was $8.40-something cents back in June. That's in it's been a week. So, uh, I just don't think there's anything to to feel good about General Electric. I just don't. So I, I would not buy, be a buyer. I don't think it's the effort. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. Summer is over. Right? 21st, I think, is the last day of summer, right? Summer's over. We're now in fall. So you still got to remain pretty vigilant, though, don't we? So you must learn to manage your fear and greed. But fear and greed are the only two emotions you need to manage because there's the only two that matter in the market. They can each, if you can manage that, you'll be a better investor. So let me help you with that job. Managing your risk, balancing your, and rebalancing your portfolios. You should talk about that. Your participation is always important. The number is always the same. Live right now, 888-99-CHART. It's an Invest Talk Wednesday. Steve Peasley is on duty, and he's happy to provide unbiased answers, but you've got all with your questions. Invest Talk, 888 chart Hi, Steve and Justin. My name is Jade Bloomfield. I'm really enjoying your show. I'm kind of a new investor, but it's always helpful to hear your thoughts. I'm a freelance writer, and I'm trying to look into ways in which I can invest as someone who's not part of a, a larger company with a 401k option. I've opened a Roth IRA and I've put in $6,000, which I believe is my limit for the year. But I've also been reading a little bit about the SEP IRA and I wondered if I was able to have that as well and if so, what the requirements or limits are for that. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the show and I'll be listening for it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, you are you are eligible for a SEP IRA, a Roth IRA, a regular IRA. You met, you're correct in six thousand dollars in it, but a SEP is for self-employed people, and you're a freelance writer, so you're able to open up a SEP IRA, and you can put in the same amount, I believe, as your as a four hundred one k, which is I think what, fifteen thousand five hundred, so a lot more, a lot more. You can check with your a CPA, uh, just make sure that that number is correct. Um, but I do believe that's the right number. So yeah, uh, you can also open up a a, a, a individual four hundred one k. Okay, which is kind of the same as a SEP IRA, but it's a four hundred one k just because you're all you're the only employee of your of you, right? There's no other employees that you have to hire, so you can open up an individual four hundred one k. So check out those things. SEP IRA, individual 401k, and check out the limits. 
And yes, you are you are eligible to do that. Good call. Thank you for the call. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay, there are three things to keep in mind, to keep in your mind, in handling the market volatility that we're dealing with. And this is a great day to talk about this. We had lots of volatility today, right? It started off as an up day in the morning. I don't know if you saw that. But so how do you deal with that? What should you be doing? Should you be doing anything? So these are three things you need to keep in mind. Investors have always tried to endure bear markets. In other words, you just try to live through them. They usually are much shorter than bull markets, but they can be very painful in a short period of time. Losses usually aren't permanent. Usually aren't permanent. Unless you happen to be in some really lousy stocks. Okay? So investors always try, try to endure bear markets, just live through it. And you got to remember that losses usually aren't permanent. And the third thing, selling in a panic backfires in the long run. You, you sell right when everybody else is selling. You're running with the herd over the cliff. Okay? And so when it's time to get back in, how do you know when that time is? Trying to time the market does not work. So selling in a panic, selling in you're so worried, that's usually a mistake. Again, you're letting fear take over, right? Fear. Just like you let greed take over, I don't know how many times I said it, and I don't know how many times that Justin said it, these stocks, are, these tech stocks, big tech are overvalued. They're pretty much overvalued. And it's the simple, so that's greed. You thought they'd keep going up forever. They don't. You know, they will go up forever. I mean, if they have earnings and they have Increasing sales, they'll go up forever, but they don't go up like we've seen them go up in a straight line. That's not normal. Okay? Just not. Okay. Remember, I want to talk about J&J. I want to talk about their their announced phase three. They're in phase three. They got like 60,000 people in their phase three trials for a vaccine. And then the market PMI for September. This is, the, this is not the official number, which always comes a month later. This is looking for the month of September and more, much more immediate. It's a private company figure that they got. And VW are launching their, what is it called? ID, ID.4. ID.4, their um, electric vehicle. Do you, do you know that they want to go 100%? And did you hear that the announcement by the governor of California wants to get rid of, well, let me rephrase that. He wants to, he is... Proposing no gasoline, no internal combustion engine cars be allowed sold in California by 2035. Zero, none by 2035. Now I don't, I don't know if that's a good idea, a bad idea. I think it's, I think it's pretty, pretty bold. I just don't know if it's achievable. But that's what he is proposing. So I thought that was an interesting. Proposal out this morning, this afternoon. I heard it on the way home in the car. So, okay, let's keep moving. Let's keep uh, let's keep going. Here's a call question that came in earlier uh, from Denver. Hey, Stephen, Justin. First off, thanks so much for the show. My name's Kyle. I'm calling from Denver. I really appreciate all your guys' wisdom. I have a question about Peloton P T O N. I have a pretty large holding compared to the rest of my portfolio. My average cost per share is about $31 per share. And now it's 
at $81. So I'm wondering if I should take some money off the table. I, I do believe in the future of the company and I do, I do like how now they're profitable. I'm just wondering what you guys have to say. Okay, Peloton Interactive uh, uh, provides recreational facilities and services and fitness platform to over 1.4 million members worldwide. And you can understand why they've done so well because of COVID. Everybody's at home working out and their, their equipment sells great. Um, okay, and that, that translates into sales up 172% in the most recent quarter. Okay, that's a huge quarter. But they, st- they were growing before that. They were growing very fast before that. But now they're, they're going to make seven cents this year. They've lost money every year except for this year. They're going to make seven cents. Next year, 37 cents per share. But it's a $95 stock. Hugely expensive. So, yeah. You have gr- congratulations on your great buy in the 30s. It's in the 90s. Rebalance. So, what we're talking about rebalance. Take some of that off the table. You don't have to sell your whole position. I'm not even. You know, I'm not telling you that. I'm just saying, okay, you've had a great run. Take some of that money off the table and maybe re- uh, reinvest it in something that might look better or better value or better growth, uh, much less expensive. This is very, very expensive. Everybody loves it. When everybody loves something, you should start getting skeptical. Everybody loves this stock right now. Okay. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Love to talk to you. Uh, let's see, what, how, what else happened today? Kind of some interesting things came out. Johnson Johnson, as I said, uh, announced phase three trials for their clinical trials for their uh, vaccine for the coronavirus. Okay. Uh, now, remember, the other three that are in phase three are Moderna, Pfizer, and Novavax. Those three. They have, now, Johnson Johnson has 60,000 people participating. I think they're the biggest. Okay, um, so we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully that'll work out. I think it will. One of these people are going to succeed. One of them. Okay. On the next Invest Talk, sorry, that, you know, uh, we're going to talk about this. The real danger for the market now is you. What do you think that means? That story is tomorrow. For now, I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your questions live at 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener, you may even have called a few times, but if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay, uh, let's see. I teased my focus point earlier. Let me break it down now. It concerns investors' trip, uh, tips from an analyst, analyst who says there are three things to keep in mind as you handle market volatility. And as I said, the three things are investors have always had to endure bear markets, uh, the uh, losses are usually uh, aren't permanent or not permanent. Selling in panic really doesn't help. So there's it's not something that I'm making up or what or someone else has made up. These are studies. We've done studies on and on and on 
why market losses are are inevitable. They're always going to happen because people are emotional beings. So you're always going to have ups and downs in the market. Since 1926, the S&P 500 has suffered 16 bear markets. That's according to Fidelity. And a bear market is typically defined as a decline of more than 20%. Okay, so, but they generally don't last very long. As I said earlier, law, uh, bear markets usually are much steeper and faster than bull markets. Bull market runs last a long time, usually. Now, I'm saying... A bear market could last, last a year or two. Don't don't think it's just a month or two, a year or two. But bull market, look at that. We had a bull market from 2009 to this year, right? We had a bull market. That is a long bull market, getting very long in the tooth. Then we had a 37% fall because of the COVID. Now, they losses generally don't last. They just don't. On March 16, 2020, the S&P dropped nearly 12% according to Morningstar. Within 17 days, I have fully recovered. Okay, so what was the deepest? See, look how fast we recovered that 37% drop for the end to the end of uh, the end of the bear market here we had with COVID. Didn't take long. So it's just the way it works, everybody. The, the trick is, is you've got to understand how it works and be able to live with that, not let it bother you so much. Not let your emotions not take take you out. Okay, that's what you have to live with. So try to remember that. And the next time that you're, we get a bull, a bear market, okay, this is not going to last. You know how deep is it going to be? We don't know. No one knows how deep, but it usually is short. When I say short, year, two years, three years at the longest, usually. Okay, sometimes shorter than that. Okay, uh, well, I teased my focus point earlier, so uh, I talked about that, so the three things. Since our 24-hour limited time listen line never closes, it's pretty easy to fit in lots of different questions. Here comes one now from 888-99-CHART. Hi, this is Rain from Lowell. I heard about a stock called Vivo, V-I-V-O, on your show, so I bought a little bit of it, and I was going to hold it for a trade only. So it did go down since I bought it, but the more I look at the company, the more I think maybe I'll buy some more and hold on to it for a while. Could you please look at it again and tell me what a good buy point would be? Okay, thanks. Bye. Okay, this is uh, VIVO Meridian Bioscience, Inc. Develops diagnostic test kits for respiratory gastrointestinal, viral, and parasitic infection diseases. Okay, it pays a 3% dividend. It is a pretty small company at $714 million, so it's kind of a very small capitalized company. Um, uh, they, the sales have increased the last two quarters. Before, the sales are cre- and it's shrinking, but the most recent quarter, June this year, up 75%. Before, there's up 14%. Before that, it was shrinking single, high single digits for three or four quarters. So they're going to make a dollar five this year, but ninety three cents next year, and it's a sixteen dollars and eighty cents stock. So sixty eight cents stock. So you're looking at what sixteen seventeen PE. Um, uh, I do like the dividend. The debt was low. Management owns two percent. 
mutual funds are slowly buying, and they own about 65% of the company. Uh, funds do. Uh, I think it's a good, solid company. It has a lot of support around $13.75. It's at 1668. That was a that's the 200-day moving average. So that's where it, it fell to the 200 from 28 down to that moving average, bounced off up. So that is very, very strong support. Looks like to me. But I think it, I think it's going to go higher. That would be my guess. I think it's going to go higher. Okay, we've all been watching the markets and the economy. The COVID shutdown has hit small businesses very hard. I've been telling you that over and over and over. So as we go to break, here's my two-part trivia question. As we celebrate Small Business Week, what percentage of Americans own or work for a small business? And what percentage of small businesses are minority-owned? That's the question, too. I'll have the answers after this break. For now, my phone lines are open, and I encourage your investment questions right now. 888-99-SHARK. Here's another benefit when you sign up for our Invest Talk Insider program, a brief list of real estate investment trusts, REITs, that should be on investors' radar if they're looking for exposure to this dividend-focused sector, you can sign up for this free Invest Talk Insider program on investtalk.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, 
then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. You are listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888 99Chart. Okay, before the break, I asked a trivia question. So, as we celebrate Small Business Week, what percentage of Americans own or work for a small business? And what percentage of small businesses are own, are minority owned? So here's the answer. Now, for more than 50 years, the U.S. Small Business Administration has celebrated National Small Business Week. And this is the week. Now, 50 years. Small Business Week recognizes the critical contributions of American entrepreneurs and small business owners. The year, the, the year is completely unlike the preceding half century, thanks to COVID-19. The SBA, Small Business Administration, counts companies with as much as 35.5 million in sales and 1,500 employees as small businesses, depending on the industry. Okay, so that's what they call a small business. Okay, so more than half the Americans either own or work for a small business. That's 50%, by the way. Half. They create nearly two out of every three new jobs in the U.S. every year. The District of Columbia is ranked number one in the U.S. for states with the highest percentage of people working for a small business. 18% of small businesses are minority-owned. 18%. Minority-owned businesses contribute $1 trillion to the economy annually. I thought that was pretty high, 18%. That's great. Okay, uh, 82% of the construction industry belongs to small businesses in the United States. 82% of the construction industry. So, do you own a small business? I do. Or does a family member own a small business? I have several family members that are, own a small business. So, if, if so, rec- I recommend they listen to our Invest Talk podcast, if you would. Downloads are always free. I appreciate that. Now, if there's anyone who doesn't like to talk about pizza, I I don't think so. So the next listener question goes right to it from 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve, this is Patel. I was calling regarding the stock PZZA. The price recently dropped from 9180 to 88.50. So I was wondering what are your thoughts on it? Thank you. Now, we have we bought pizza pizza Papa John's Pizza International some time ago. Uh, we thought that that would be a good business that might 
might benefit greatly from this coronavirus. And it has. It's gone from uh, back in April, uh, low was around, what, 50, 55, 50, 55 in that range. Today it's 85. But it did get up to $100 a share before falling here in this recent correction. So is it a good time to buy at 85, 82? Well, let's look at the numbers. Papa John's, PZZA is the symbol. Franchises operates 53, almost 5,400 pizza restaurants in 49 countries and territories worldwide. And they're going to make $1.54 this year after making $0.94 cents last year. Then two, next year, $2.37. That's a 64% increase this year and then another 54% increase next year. Sales have gone from rising about 5% a quarter to rising 15% the most recent quarter. So their sales are increasing. And, of course, the price has moved up. So now it's not that cheap anymore. It's not so. Is it cheap enough to get back into it, to buy it? Does the prospects look good enough? Well, it seems a little pricey at this point, but the prospects are pretty good. I think I think more. I think we, delivery of pizza to people's houses is kind of, the increase in that demand is here to stay for a long time. I just think the demand is going to be uh, be there because of the COVID, because of fear, people wanting to stay away from restaurants and so on and so forth. So I do like the stock. It has very good numbers, uh, good cash flow, only pays a 1% dividend. It's a $2.9 billion stock, 2.8. Uh, mutual funds are buying it. Um, I, I, I kind of like the stock because we own it. We still own it, but I got we got it at a much better price than this one. But I'm looking for support. I think there's a lot of support around $75. That's $10 down. That's another throw at 13% down. Uh, it looks like it's trying to bounce off of $80 and bounce back up. But there really is no support there. So anyways, a tough question. Tough question. I like it. Uh, I think this would be a good time to maybe put on some of the position, but maybe not all. P-Z-Z-A. Okay, the market PMI, market, market, M-A-R-K-I-T. Uh, PMI report for September came out. Now, they, 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 the PMI comes out officially after the end of each month. This is for this month. So it's in the, you know, we're still in the month, another week before we're done. They're usually pretty early. But their numbers are pretty reliable. So they, and of course, the PMI comes in two parts, manufacturing and service sector. Manufacturing sector and service sector. And the service sector is much more important to us because our economy is much more reliant on services. Anything above a reading of 50, both in this report and the official report, indicates expansion of the economy. Anything below 50 means contraction. And of course, we're in an odd situation where we shut down the economy completely and then restarted it. So what does September look like? Okay, um, well... They're showing that the survey is up. Manufacturing uh, and CEO, uh, the, the optimism has improved for the quarter. Uh, their 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 outlook in the index PMI market manufacturing index is up, uh, and it's at uh, this particular report is much better. There's like fifty. Is the manufacturing is up a. Tickers too, and the 
the uh, service sector is down a tick or two, but both of them are above 50. 55 and 53 are the numbers. Now, you should expect them to be up. Remember where we're coming from, from a shutdown. So it's hard to read these numbers and say, oh, the economy is fine, because normally in a normal environment, these would be good numbers. We'd be very happy with these numbers. But we're coming, we're coming back from uh, shutting, as, shutting ourselves down, so the numbers have been increasing for several months. Now, do we say that uh, even though we're above 50, but now they seem to be pausing a bit? I mean, manufacturers up a tick, maybe because of manufacturing for COVID PPEs and those kinds of things, protection equipment. Uh, or and that the service sector is now slowed down. Is that because of increase in COVID infections and maybe some say see that you gotta look at the whole picture, but it is still growing, no matter how you look at it, we are still improving. But that improvement might be slow. We'll know more with more numbers. Let's go to James in Saratoga. Wants to talk about gold. How you doing, James? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for the call. Um, so my question is pertaining to gold. Uh, I do own this stock, um, but I've been seeing a little bit of a dip. Do you think uh, if it drops a little more, it'll be another buying opportunity? I do. Uh, I do. If you look at the dollar, and you'll see that the dollar has strengthened a bit. Okay, well, why is the dollar strengthened a bit? Well, when you compare it with other countries that are much worse off than we are and getting uh, a second wave of the virus, you can understand why that would happen. So the dollar is strengthening a bit, and of course that means gold goes down with a stronger dollar. So it was down, you know, the, the GOLD is Barrick Gold, and that's the stock you're asking, talking about. A Canadian company engaged in the production of gold, copper in Canada, U.S., Peru, Chile, and other countries. Uh, their, their sales are increasing in the most recent quarter, 48%. Before that, was 30%. Before that, 51%. Before that, 46 So its growth has been pretty pretty dramatic. They're going to make $1.42 next year after $0.96 cents per share this year. It's a $27 stock. So that's going to give you about a 20 PE. So is 20 PE high? Yeah, kind of. That's not extremely high. But their range is 15 to 49, so it's more on the low side for them than on the high side. So, James, I do believe this is setting itself up for a buying opportunity. I think support's going to come in very strong right around $26. They're $27.14 now. I would be a buyer if they hold that, that, that price for a few days. I'd be a buyer. Appreciate the call. Now, do you think, gold, do you think inflation is going to come back in any way? And if your answer is no then, you know, gold, that's one leg of the gold, that's one leg supporting gold prices, a future inflation. The other leg is a reduction of the dollar and a lot of fear out there. Those are the three main legs of support for gold prices. I think inflation is going to start, I think we've seen some inflation already coming into the system, just not a lot. I think we're. I think the dollar is going to weaken, especially if the government spends more money, which I think it's going to do. In other words, another spending package that will further weaken the dollar. Right now, you got that second wave of inflation spreading through Europe, so the the dollar against the euro looks pretty strong. So I think that's what you're seeing in the gold price. So 
those people who wanted to get in gold at a cheaper price, I think you're getting an opportunity here. We own a number of gold positions, and we own G-O-L-D in one of our stock accounts. Okay? You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I encourage you to explore the financial and investment information we have posted on our website. That's at investtalk.com. You can learn more about the various investment strategies, opportunities we offer through KPP Financial. For example, you can check out the Equity Income Plus program. It's a dividend investing with a boost, and we developed the strategy, and it only holds dividend-paying stocks, but then adds an extra little boost of income by writing covered calls on those positions. That'd be something you're interested in. Now, if you're serious about achieving financial freedom, you'll want to reach out to me or Justin at KPP Financial in Irvine, California. Learn more right now at investtalk.com. You can send us an email. Go to investtalk.com. Send me an email from the Contact Us button. Click on that and just send us an email. We'll talk. And now I'm taking your questions live, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. Good news, Steve and Justin have recorded another Rapid Fire Hour podcast. They take caller questions at a faster pace, but you still get their unbiased answers. In this special bonus show podcast, you'll hear responses to 34 finance and investment questions. The theme of the program concerns market processes, best practices for investors, and explanations of various terms and investment opportunities. So tell your friends, search Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, or investtalk.com for the free August Rapid Fire Hour. Independent thinking, shared success. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Howard in San Jose, and he likes to talk about, I want to talk about Wells Fargo. Howard. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you for the call. Oh, okay, thank you too. I'm just wondering what's your opinion about uh, WFC? Well, it's awful inexpensive at this point. It's Wells Fargo and Company, WFC, Diversified Financial Service Holding Company, with 7,800 offices throughout the United States and worldwide. Uh, they made $4.53 last year. This year, they're only going to make $0.04 cents a share, so it fell what, 99%. Next year, they're going to make $2.06. They're going to start coming back. So the question is, okay. is how low How low is low? I mean, they have right. fallen from, yeah, they have fallen from, what, almost $52, $50 a share last year, or even the beginning of this year, all the way down to 22 So if they're going to make $2, and you give, that, that range of PE is 6 to 16 so even okay. if it's a 10 PE, that means it's a $20 stock and it's selling for 22. So it's you know it's pretty darn inexpensive. Wells Fargo is a 94 billion dollar company. They're not going anywhere. My my biggest disappointment with Wells Fargo is they only pay 1.8 percent dividend. I would think they'd pay more. They have huge cash flow of six dollars and sixty five cents a share. So you would think that and you know. You would think they'd pay more, but they don't. Uh, I think if you were looking for a bank and you're a patient because you're going to have to wait a while for this to come back, this might be a good price for pickup, pickup part. Maybe buy half a position and see how it does for a little while. See if it, you want to make sure it stopped falling. That's what you're looking for. It stopped. But I, but I bought it at a 26, though. 
Okay, well... I'm mean, just wondering, should I continue to hold it or just to cut loss, which is well, too far would away? Well, did you, did you buy it for a long term or was it a trade that you were thinking about? If it was a long term buy, money. you just hold on to it. Just hold on. the money, I won't touch it for many years. Okay, yeah, it'll come back. I mean, it sells between $50 and $60 a share, and that's routinely in the last 10 years in that range. Okay. It'll go back there you someday. Know, the reason I bought it is because they pay seven uh, percent dividend. No, they Plus, don't. The book of value is a thirty-eight. Yeah, yeah, the book value is about that, but the dividend is only about one point eight percent. I don't know where you're getting that number, but that's a wrong number. Thanks for the call, Howard. I appreciate it. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. Eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. Okay, we're going to talk about VW. No VW, some time ago decided to go all electric at some point in the future. And that future is, is rapidly approaching. I mean, I think it was, what, five years from now or ten years from now? So they're launching another brand of, of uh, uh, electric vehicle, and it's their SUV brand. And they're using a new technology called ID.4. Now... The ID.3, they didn't even offer those cars in the United States that were too small. But the ID.4 is an SUV. So, I think you got to take a look. They're trying to compete with trying to compete with Tesla. 888-99 chart. Give me a call. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, where Invest Talk hosts. And KPP principals Steve Beasley and Justin Klein practice parallel investing. That means Steve and Justin's accounts participate with Klein Investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about parallel investing at investtalk.com. 888.99 chart. We're going to talk to Sam in Fremont. Sam! Uh, hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Um, I had a position on Apple a few months ago that I sold out of. I sold out at uh, around $80, um, okay. the post split price. And okay. I've been looking to, you know, get back in. So would like to get your recommendation on what would be a good uh, entry point. Thank okay. You. It's ro- okay. I get it. Uh, it's right now at the 50-day moving average, which is right around 111. It was 107 today. Went down, uh, what, four points or so today? Uh, so it's trying to hold that position the last four or five days, about a, a, that right just below the 50-day moving average. The next support comes in right at 95, okay? The next support after that is 80, 85. If it ever got to 85, I'd be a buyer of Apple. I would definitely be a buyer. Um, uh, I think that this might be the spot where it holds, but the whole market is still kind of correcting. So you kind of want to wait till things might turn up. I, I think you want to see a little bit of strength coming into Apple before you get back in because you just don't know if this is the spot or is it going to go down another leg down to 95. I think that the price at 95 is probably the most likely stopping point. That's where I would be a buyer, start being a buyer. Sam, appreciate the call. Thank you. That's Apple, everybody. You know who Apple is. They announced, uh, what, two new watches and two new pads. 
recently, and they're going to be coming out with their next 5G phones here, what, pretty soon? I'm not sure. They're going to have an event, but I'm not sure exactly exactly when that event's coming out. Uh, have you been keep watching Tesla, the Tesla stock price? So Apple is selling like 30 times P.E. The, the P.E. ratio based on next year's earnings for Apple is like 30, okay? But if you look at Tesla, who's fallen from, what, $500 down to $380, they're still selling that like they're going to make $2.91 next year, maybe. And based on that, a $380 stock, you're talking about they're still – well over 100 P.E., okay? And sales in the most recent quarter actually shrunk 5%. That's not good for Tesla. they got to be growing. And then, of course, I mentioned a few days ago about their uh, huge stock options for Elon Musk, who will, those options will probably eat up all, all the profits and put them in a negative situation. It's got billions upon billions of dollars. And options that are going to be triggered. So, Tesla is a tough one. I mean, it's a tough company to buy because of those, the financials will look just kind of odd. And they just don't support the, the, the support, don't, don't, they don't support the price of the stock. Apple, as someone asked me about it, looks much cheaper with a 30 forward PE. I can handle 30 PE going forward for Apple. I don't know if I can handle 100 forward PE for Tesla. Now, I have been wrong on Tesla for some time. I still don't care. I think, you know, I, I do not buy overvalued stocks. It's just not something I'm comfortable with. I like to buy value stocks. I don't mind overpaying for stock if the growth is there, but Tesla's growth is no longer there. Not in the last four quarters, at least. Okay, going back four quarters. The sales shrank 8% four quarters ago, rose 2% three quarters ago, rose 32% in the March quarter this year, and shrank 5% this quarter this year. Uh, I need consistency before I'll, I'll pay up for a stock, especially 100p. It's just, I mean, it's a great company, great car. I just can't bring myself to buy it. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another InvestTop program. I will return Friday with highlights from the newest KPP Premium Newsletter. Justin Klein will be here tomorrow. In the meantime, please tell your friends and family members that they can choose from over 100 archived InvestTop podcasts as free downloads. You can listen to it for free at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and InvestTop.com. You can download it. Independent thinking, shared success. This is Invest Talk. Enjoy your evening, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, 
Call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 888-99-7283.